Welcome back, everybody, to Mormon Talk. Uh, a fun episode title. Not that all of our other episode titles weren't fun in some way. Dave, do you want to introduce this episode title? I mean, I'm happy to throw it sure, out there. Sure, sure. Uh, We're going to go back to Latane Scott's book for uh-huh. this podcast, in part. And she talks about doctrines that are taught in Mormonism that are not even found in Mormon scripture. So we're digging for doctored doctrines. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And of course, the the somewhat required alliteration in our titles continues. Um, we just can't seem to escape it. So, yeah. Digging for doctored doctrines today. Um, so... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, actually, that sounds like a great indie band name. (laughs) (laughs) And now, for your pleasure, Dr. Doctrine and the Diggy Boys. (laughs) The Diggy (laughs) Boys. Well, that would harken back to Joseph Smith's days of digging for treasure, right? So, wow. Can't seem to escape the Uh, gold digging and the 49ers and the... (laughs) Last looking and geez. what the okay. Anyway, yes, Latane and we we talked about her book earlier. I I think I probably told our listeners that I would include a, a link to her book on Amazon, which I did not do with our last episode. So I can I can either go back and do that or do that for this one when when we post it. Either way, you can probably find it on Amazon if you just put in the title, which is what again the title of her book. The Mormon Mirage. The Mormon Mirage. That's got to come right up if you put it in Amazon. In fact, oh, I'm yeah. going to look right now just to not give our readers false information. And I'm, I'm, using, uh, I'm using the third edition. Mormon so Mirage. we mentioned this last week as well. Yeah, that she's, There it is. She's updating constantly. Yeah. This, this came out 10 years ago. So I don't know if she's still updating, to be honest. Well, but. it says the Mormon Mirage, uh, a former member looks at the Mormon Church Today by Latane C. Scott. The Kindle version is only $2.99. <laughs> Worth every <The> pa- penny. <laughs> yeah, paperback is thirteen eighty five. It says there's only five left in stock. Order soon. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's there. I, I mean, if we look at it... If we if you click on these, usually it tells you the version uh, version of the edition. Uh, the edition. Mm-hmm. Okay, it says in the first edition, she shared her remarkable journey. Thirty years later, um, Mormonism and Mormon scholarship have evolved with the times. In this third revised and updated edition of her well-known book. Scott keeps pace with changes and advances in Mormonism and reveals formidable new challenges to its claims and teachings. Well, that sounds like a full-time job now. <laughs> yeah. No keeping, kidding, right? Keeping up with that. <laughs> keeping up shit. with all the changes. I had yeah. to quit my day job, man. I'm trying to keep up with this shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So third edition, which was uh, 2010. So that's even nine years old. Wow. Yeah. So I wonder how old she is now. Well, she's oh, born at 52. Oh, there's a picture of her. Yeah, there's a picture of her. So she's, okay. uh, what, 68, something like that. Okay. Good for her. 60, yeah. I, whatever. Yeah, good for her. All right. Um, so before we jump in uh, to digging for Dr. Doctrines, 
we want to go through our normal little segment of the LDS Church in, in the, the news. news. Yes. So this time we could not help ourselves from talking about some recent conference things. Um, so it's October 2019 as we record this, the 20th actually. And um, conference was recently, you know, what? Two weeks I, ago I, now. Yeah, two weeks ago. Um, I don't see the text of all the talks out there on the church's site, but we we did run across a couple things that have been published all over the place because they're big deals, right? Like, remember, huge revelations are happening in the church as we speak. Because according to Rusty Nell, uh, the church is continuing to be restored. The, yeah. the whole restoration of the church hasn't finished yet. And <laughs> Quentin, yeah. L, Quentin L. Cook also brought that up in his comments about adjustments yes, to the Aaronic priesthood. Yeah. Uh, he, he said, uh, commenting on, on Rusty Nell's talk, he said, thank you, for those revelatory comments. Oh, for just, God's sake. Yeah, I just thought, really? Uh, why 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 is it even necessary? Of course they're revelations. What we don't need to be reminded that they're straight from God. I guess. Because God uh, lives in a lighted pen. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's t shirt quality right there. My God lives in a lighted, lighted pen. pen. Not many people would get that. No, I think hell that's no. that's <laughs> good. I like that. Huh, I'm gonna write that down. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so one of the things that changed the, the, the three major changes, I guess. Um, so, Temple recommend interview questions were modified because, again, God can't make up his fucking mind, right? So he's getting old too. I mean, God's, you know. Yeah, way past the level of senility at this. I point. mean, immortal, yes, but nah. but but yeah. not not free of 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 mortal, you know. Well, he uh, was once a man, so that's right. He's still yeah, got a resurrected yeah. body of flesh and bones. Yeah, right. we'll get into that later. Sure. So changes announced to strengthen the youth is how they titled it. Whatever. Um, and the quick thing here, a couple, couple call-outs. So here's some bullets uh, of the summary. The responsibility of the bishop as president of the Aaronic Priesthood is being emphasized in accordance with Doctrine and Covenants 107.15 uh, because of this favorite word, adjustment. <laughs> Young men presidencies in local congregations are now discontinued. So bishops can spend more time with youth because we all know it's not dangerous for bishops to spend a lot of time with youth. <laughs> Young women presidents now report to and counsel directly with a bishop because, again, that's safe. Um, the young women have a new theme, of course. I'm not even going to go into that yeah. or even ask what it is. Um, young women classes are now called young women. Uh, so beehive, my maid, laurels, all those go away. You're just part of the young women. Uh, whatever. That's the major changes there. Um, 
Then the new witness policy that a lot of people have heard about, basically any baptized member of the church can serve as a witness of the baptism of a living person. This change pertains to all baptisms outside the temple. So, you know, we're going to have eight-year-olds witnessing baptisms now. Yeah. Which should, which should be fun. Why um, not? <laughs> And then a proxy baptism for a deceased person may be witnessed by anyone holding a temple recommend, including a limited-use temple recommend, Yeah, which obviously includes women and so forth, because it always had to be a priesthood, adult Mm. priesthood Mm -hmm. holder, you know, to be a witness. Um, And then any endowed member with a current temple recommend may serve as a witness to sealing ordinances, living and proxy. Now, this is huge because... You know, not all uh, women are would satisfy uh, the the definition of the word endowed. So any endowed member, so they've got to be. You know, the assumption there is well endowed. Okay. So I guess I guess you could have <laughs> men that can prove that they're well endowed as well. Um, and then they have to have temple recommends. So women with big tits and men with big penises can uh with a current temple recommend can serve as a witness to sealing ordinances that makes sense right to me. Is, isn't that what it means yeah In, any endowed member it's is that... pretty pretty obvious where okay. they're going with that yeah okay all right see and it's equal it, it's male and female so yes yeah, i mean the church is really progressing it's awesome i i agree i agree i mean you yes either either sex could be endowed so that is very uh uh, well, it's it's you know equilateral treatment. Fanny um, Alger would be happy about that. Yes, she would. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, because well, anyway, never mind. So there. Uh, so the big thing people are talking about. Oh, there were there were interview questions were were modified uh, by revelation. So I looked around, there's a million links out there for a list of the new questions. What there wasn't a lot of is a list uh, that compares the old to the new. And so this one guy on Latter-day Saints Reddit, so this is a church supportive Reddit, uh, regardless, he, he posted an old version versus new version. I was like, thanks, dude. Somebody did it. Comparison. Um I expected somebody like Jonathan Streeter to jump yeah, on this. Yeah. Uh and Me he too. might. He might, but uh that might might be forthcoming. Uh so real quick here, there's four well, one, two, three, four, five. So there's fifteen questions. There's five of which have not really changed. Um, pretty much the same. So question one and two, do you have faith in the testimony of God the Father, Son Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost? Do you have testimony of the atonement of Christ and his role as Savior and Redeemer? Those haven't changed except in question two with a testimony of the atonement of Jesus Christ and of his role as your Savior and Redeemer. So they're making that personal in the new version. That that sounds uh, born again. It kind of does a little, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Interesting. Uh, then we start running into a string of changes. So question three was, do you have a testimony of the restoration of the gospel in these latter days, which was always kind of weird, I thought, <laughs> but whatever. It changed to, do you have a testimony of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ? So regardless of the latter days, 
Yeah, later days, um, dude. I don't. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as in to... the Book of Mormon play, which you haven't seen, I know, no. but there's this little song that one of the that the nerdy elders mom used to sing to him. You know, be be quiet, sleep well. Tomorrow is a latter day. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> Poor kid. Oh, it's hilarious, bro. You got to see that sometime. Anyway, it sounds like something a Mormon mom would say, right? Uh, okay. Then uh, uh, question four. Do you sustain the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as the prophet, seer, and revelator, and as the only person on the earth who possesses and is authorized to exercise all priesthood keys? That has changed. Uh, to only person on the uh, on the earth authorized to exercise oh. all priesthood keys, as opposed to who possesses and is authorized. Oh, it's, that's interesting. It's uh, um, okay authorized to exercise. Yeah, whether he has them or not, he can still exercise them. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then let's see. Five, do you live the law of chastity? This one expanded. Mm. So it, and it kind of, it sounds like an excuse or like a defense or something uh, or whatever. Uh, so instead of, do you live the law of chastity? The Lord has said that all things are to be done or are to be, quote, done in cleanliness, unquote, before him. So take and a shower another... before you have sex. Exactly. Uh, it, okay. it gives another... <laughs> Because you have sex for God? Okay, whatever. Anyway, um, before God. So they they give another Doctrine and Covenants reference. So second one here. Uh, Doctrine and Covenants 42, 41. Do you strive for moral cleanliness in your thoughts and behavior? Do you obey the law of chastity? So that's hmm. that's a bit longer. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's dwell on your personal sex life. Yeah, and, and your personal thoughts, because, you know, you can't even think about the well-endowed member uh, sitting next to you. So, cause, yeah. I can see this expanding to, you know, are you able to achieve an erection? And, oh, and, sure. And then what is, yeah. what is your average sustained... <laughs> Speaking of sustaining the brethren, oh. uh, what's your average sustained? <laughs> oh my God! I well, you. and I understand why you can, why we would want to sustain the brethren because they have a hard time sustaining themselves. <laughs> but a bump. Da, 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 da. All right. <laughs> Question six: Is there anything in your conduct relating to members of your family that is not in harmony with the teachings of the church? Okay, that's changed to. Do you follow the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ in your private and public behavior with members of your family and others? Hmm. So it's kind of like clarified, whatever. Seven, do you support, affiliate with, or agree with any group or individual whose teachings, blah, 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 changes to, do you support or promote any teachings, uh -huh. practices, or doctrine? Uh -huh. So that changed significantly so that we can get right to the point where we can excommunicate you even quicker yeah that's right right or at least deny you of a temple recommend mm -hmm. um 
Eight was, do you strive to keep the covenants you've made to attend your sacrament and other meetings, keep your life in harmony with the laws and commandments of the gospel? It's changed to, do you strive to keep the Sabbath day holy, both at home and at church, <laughs> attend your meetings, prepare for and worthily partake of the sacrament, prepare and live your for. life in harmony? Oh, yeah. okay. So work up an appetite for that wholesome bread and water uh, in preparation. Worthily partake of it because remember, we all can be worthy even though none of us are worthy. That's exactly that's, right. That's always a conundrum in the that's, church. Uh, that's right? the state yeah. that we're seeking to achieve ultimately in Mormonism is worthy unworthiness. Yes, there you go. Okay. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, nine, are you honest in your dealings with your fellow men? Changes to, do you strive to be honest in all that you do? Hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, are you a full tithe payer is the same? Do you keep the word of wisdom? Changes to, do you understand and obey the word of wisdom? <laughs> So they want to make sure you you got it clear, man. Now, even though wait, even wait. though there's no there's no direct statement on caffeine and there's other confusions, do you understand all that shit? Hang on, Bishop. <laughs> let me hang on. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me make something perfectly clear. <clears throat> <laughs> Cannabis <laughs> is good for you. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I don't know what they're. You know, and it's in a vape, so you're not smoking a joint. It's in a vape, right? It seems, in front of the it seems like they're grooming members to almost anticipate continued changes. No, that's adjustments. Not adjustments. adjustments. You know, they're doing so yes. many that after a while, it'll be like, what? There was no changes at conference, or you know, even in between. There's no, no uh, new. It's like. Wait! Oh yeah. shit! They're not getting revelation anymore. Uh, yeah, they're kind of setting themselves yeah. up, is what I'm saying. Yep, they. I agree. I agree. <laughs> okay. Uh, I totally agree. Where's the? Uh, this one's weird because he didn't copy paste it correctly. Um, <clears throat> okay, so this. So it was. This one was shortened really. A lot. So the original question was, if you have previously received your temple endowment, do you keep the covenants that you made in the temple? Do you wear the garment both night and day as instructed in the endowment and in accordance with the covenant you made in the temple? All right. Well, that changes to, do you keep the covenants that you made in the temple, including wearing the temple garment as instructed in the endowment? Well, much shorter. Hmm. Um which, yeah, I, I thought the other one was kind of redundant anyway. So, uh, have there been any sins or misdeeds in your life that should have been resolved priesthood authorities that ha but have not been changes to, are there serious sins in your life that need to be resolved with priesthood authorities as part of your repentance? So serious, instead of just sins, it, it's now it's serious sins. Yeah, and they dropped misdeeds because mm -hmm. what's a misdeed? I guess that would be. A I sin. missed the toilet earlier this morning. I don't know what, <laughs> if that's a misdeed or what. Uh, TMI, bro. TMI. Um, 
that's that's it. So I think the biggest one uh, was about uh, the law of chastity. Yeah. They felt like they had to quote a verse. All things should be done in cleanliness. Um, and then uh, private and public behavior with members of your family. And the other the other big change um, was uh, the affiliation with apostate groups or whatever. Uh, changes to do you support or promote any teachings, practices, or doctrine contrary to those of the church, which is, you know, they're just being broad there. It doesn't have to be a group. It can be a person. It can be a thought about a doctrine, you know, right? Uh, any of that. Well, that's the point when I would introduce my bishop to Mormon talk. Oh no, I don't. Well, that's I don't think idea. I do, Bishop. But I would like you to listen to these podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> and you clarify for me because you, yes. you're the man of revelation in, in my life. In, well, yes. my local life. Yeah, my yeah. And look, we all know you're inspired. We all know all your decisions are led by the Spirit with a capital S. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, interesting stuff. That's enough of LDS Church in the news. Um, let's jump into a little of uh, For Your Information. All right, back to D. Michael Quinn. And yeah. if I if I accidentally state something that we had brought up last week, because I, I need to start marking clearly. We left off in 1853 is what I thought. Uh, I don't. I don't really. I you expect me to remember I mean. a week ago? I, I, I can't remember, I remember five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I read this one, but I'm going to repeat it because I like it. John Taylor said, "If if there is any truth in heaven, earth, or hell, I want to embrace it." What the? Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you don't see is the guy who tapped him on the shoulder, and he's like, "Dude, dude, you you said hell too." Oh, what? Oh, 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 damn it. I, I would do I always say I, <laughs> I always say heaven, earth, or hell. It's just it's like just, those three go together. Yeah. Damn it. I, I didn't mean that. <laughs> Brigham Young, July twenty fourth. Oh, that's gonna become a popular day. Uh and we we uh this will get brought up several times. The father came down in body, meaning his body, a tabernacle, and begot Jesus. So oh. he came down in his, I, I guess, resurrected body, and had sex yeah. with Mary. Uh, and oh, I thought he meant he like excreted him out of his butthole or something no. because the way he phrased that, he begot Jesus. He begot. but begot is have sex. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Amasa M. Lyman. This is August fourth, eighteen fifty three. Uh, Amasa. He's an apostle. Begins acting as medium in spiritualistic seances in San Bernardino, <laughs> California. <laughs> He's an apostle? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. <laughs> okay, this, this is kind of just quirky. Uh, the end of that year, December 22nd, formation of the phonetic Deseret Alphabet. Which oh, that's right. leaders try to make standard written language for Mormon Utah again? They they want to be their own nation. They want to yeah. have even their own language. So, yeah. 
Okay, let's see. Did I did I read this one? Brigham Young invites Elijah Abel, the the free black and ordained seventy, to party with ninety eight other men in the social hall. Some of these parties are male only dances. What? Um. <laughs> I what okay. what what? Yes. What? Hold is- on a second. This is when January third, eighteen fifty four. Now. Okay, so 1854, let me just, I, I'm trying to conceptualize this. I know we don't want to go a rabbit, down a rabbit hole in this segment, but this, <laughs> so in the 1850s, my understanding, I'm not like a dance history expert, right? But I didn't think the whole idea of kind of like standing there grooving on your own solo dancing really came around until... I mean, was it the 70s it was, even? It was just before that with the beatnik scene in, okay. the, in the 60s. The beatnik. Okay. Yeah. So you could just stand and kind of groove to yeah. your own. You yeah. didn't have to have a partner. I mean, everything before then was like partner dancing, right? Like you, as far as I know. There were learned well, moves, in the, right? In the learned Appalachians, dance. when they would get that yeah. white lightning out. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think they were dancing right. with trees and bears. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. Appalachia. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) so you've got essentially what an outsider looking in would term as gay dancing that yeah happening in brigham young's parties that's what it would look like okay we better oh my god yeah sorry well that's wow i don't want to comment much more (laughs) february 20th william h dame receives patriarchal blessing with that reads thou shalt be called to act at the head of a portion of thy brethren and of the lamanites in the redemption of zion and the avenging the blood of the prophets he orders Uh, the mountain meadow massacre there it is wow there it is there it is and we will get a lot more on that as we continue july 16th first counselor heber c kimball recommends decapitation for adulterers and preaches concerning unclean women. We wipe them out of existence. What the fuck with this wow. preoccupation with murder and not just put a bullet through their head, cut off their head. It, it, it's it, uh, it, yeah. Is that kind of like traditional Islam? I mean, as yeah, far as like absolutely. beheading and women are filthy if they've that's, whatever yes, behead the mothers. That's okay. Islamic. Wow. Definitely. Arabic, whatever. Uh, Okay. Jesus. My head's spinning. October 8th, Brigham Young announces, I believe in sisters marrying brothers and brothers having their sisters for wives. (laughs) Okay. Incest or whatever the hell that is. I don't know. No, no, they're going to get married, so it's not incest. Uh, What? Our spirits are all brothers and sisters, and so are our bodies. (laughs) Okay, I I get it, I guess, right? Which was always a weird thing, right, in the back of your mind for people who thought about it, because we're taught we're all brothers and sisters in spirit, right? We all have like the same spirit father. That's it. So you really are marrying your sister. Yes. I mean, in that, okay. Okay, let's jump ahead to 1855. Orson Pratt preaches, I will tell you what I believe in regard to the Holy Ghost being a person. 
He says, I don't okay. know of any revelation that states that, but that's what I believe, that he's actual a person, not a spirit. A person. Yes. Okay. And whatever. April 27th that year, <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel uh, E.J. Steptoe, okay, commands, uh, c- command at Salt Lake City, writes friend about his romance with near seduction of wife of Brigham Young's son, Joseph, who is on a mission. Oh, not again. Oh, he was following Joe's little example there. Yeah. And so Mary Ayers Young, I had to give up. Brigham sent me word that if I took her away, he would have me killed before I could get out of the territory. Well, right. Yeah, that was Brigham's, you know, no modus operandi. Come on, no beheading? Yeah. What? Uh, okay. So first fast and testimony meetings announced on May 5th that year. Well, it's it's the first Thursday of each month is a day of fasting and prayer. So it started on Thursday. Thursday. Uh, again, an adjustment later adjustment right yeah right august 5th brigham young tells apostles after a final judgment those consigned to terrestrial and telestial kingdoms will eventually have the privilege of proving themselves worthy and advancing to a celestial kingdom but it would be a slow progress in direct contradiction of joseph f smith joseph fielding smith bruce r mcconkie who many general authorities later said nope sorry no kingdom jumping yeah (laughs) they they're just not sure when you're making shit up it's not always (laughs) it's not always gonna match you know it's just yeah yeah this is always gonna stick to the wall this this is fun uh the end of that year november 22nd brigham young secretly ordains his 11 year old son an apostle what (laughs) (laughs) what yes November 22nd. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And this won't, this doesn't end there. Next year, 1856, I'm almost done. I got to get to this, this one I've got highlighted here. Uh, Brigham Young exhibits brown seer stone obtained from Oliver Cowdery's widow. So he, he lets people see it. So Mm -hmm. no spectacles, no Urim and Thummim, but we do have the seer stone. Okay. Okay. August 31st. Well, and then I see, I wanted to show people my brownstone once, and they all kind of, ew, and they looked away. I didn't, I don't, somebody turned on a fan, would you? (laughs) August 31st. (laughs) Brigham Young publicly prophesied, check this out, that by 1882, elders of this church will be as much thought of as kings. Oh. Uh, Oh. Okay. Megalomania kicking in there already. Wow. September 21st, First Council of Heber C. Kimball preaches, you cannot see God, you cannot behold him, and hold converse with him. So stop praying. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> you can't talk to him, so knock it off. <laughs> I got two more. Uh, okay, here October we go. October 8th, Second Counselor Jedediah M. Grant declares that Polysophical Society is a stink in his nostrils. Heber, <laughs> Heber C. Kimball agrees. They regard its equality of female participation as an adulterous spirit. Wow. Wow. These yeah. women don't have anything to say. Well, okay. it's a good thing an adjustment was made later. Okay. Because, 
you know. Yeah. So this yeah. this is the last one for today, November 4th. I wanted to include it because I think what we have here is the first list of temple recommend questions. Oh. So that okay. just blends in beautifully to our the LDS yeah. church in the news. So again, November 4th, 1856. At meeting with stake presidencies, Ward Bishop Rick's local quorum presidents, Brigham Young presents catechism for every Mormon to answer. Among these questions, have you ever committed murder, shed innocent blood, or given your consent thereto? And if you have, you can join our quorum, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> have you ever committed adultery? Have you ever spoken evil church authorities or the anointed of the Lord? Have you ever betrayed your brethren? Have you ever stolen or taken anything that was not your own? Have you ever taken the name of God in vain? Have you ever been drunk? Do you pay all your tithing? Do you teach your children the gospel? Do you pray in your family night and morning? Do you attend your ward meetings? Do you pay, pray in secret? And here, the last one is my favorite. Do you wash your bodies once a week? And then it says, <laughs> at this meeting, Young answered only the last question. He said that he did not. He had tried it, and he was well aware that this was not for everybody. <laughs> Are you kidding I prefer, me? I prefer once a month. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine the stench? Oh he, my God. He's in there showing oh. everybody his trouser trout and in, in bed with all these women and he hasn't bathed in weeks. Oh, wow. Fuck. Wow. Well, see, the church is advanced because now we do everything in cleanliness. Okay. Huh. Oh, <laughs> let's move on before I lose my cookies here. Let's move on to Latane's book. <laughs> and I'm going to read her introduction to this section so, so that it will make sense where she's going here. A claim made proudly by Mormons is that they practice Christianity in its pure first century form. However, LDS doctrine of the past and present has commanded polygamy, endowment, temple rites, the potential for humans to become gods, and other strange doctrines. Since these are the extras <laughs> we don't find in traditional Christianity, we can only assume that these are included in the plain and precious parts of the Book of Mormon that were needed to be restored. But why is there no mention of such things being both advocated or practiced by early Christians, even in the writings of secular historians who surely would have noted such deviations from the Jewish norm? Okay, even more to the point, does the Book of Mormon itself restore or even mention any of these doctrines? In fact, the theology of the Book of Mormon isn't Mormon, <laughs> at least not 21st century Mormonism. Latter-day Saints quote, and you were asking about this, Doctrine and Covenants 20 verse 9, uh, 42 verse 12, and 135 verse 3, which claim that the Book of Mormon has the fullness of the everlasting gospel. Oh, there you go. But as ex-Mormon writer Bob Witt, it's spelled W-I-T-T-E, has pointed out, most of the elements that make modern Mormonism distinctive aren't in that book. In addition to temple worship, plural marriage, and the Negro priesthood issue, Witt notes that the Book of Mormon also does not teach the following recently advocated LDS doctrines. And we got... Uh, looks like about 15 items here. The first six are on the Godhead. Right. Number one, God has a body of flesh and bones. Not 
found in the Book of Mormon, and I'm going to turn right to another section in her book and read two passages from the Book of Mormon about God, uh-huh. okay? Uh-huh. Okay, so Second Nephi 31, 21. And now behold, my beloved brethren, this is the way, and there is none other way nor name given under heaven, whereby man may be saved in the kingdom of God. And now behold, this is the doctrine of Christ and the only and true doctrine of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which is one God without end. Yes. Amen. Yeah. There's a few verses there's a, like there's that. There's several. Yeah. I'll mention one more. Yeah. Alma 18. This is Ammon. He's talking to the King Lamoni, I believe. Uh, Believest thou that there is a great spirit? And he said, yes. Well, yay. I'm, yay! Yeah. <laughs> I like where you're going with this, man. Thanks for, cu- thanks for cutting off all those guys' arms, by the way, too. That was cool. And, and Ammon said, this is God. And Ammon said unto him, Believest thou that this great spirit who is God created all things that are in heaven and earth? And he said, Yay, I do. So then we have uh, we have Amulek and yeah, several other places where it speaks of God as the, the Godhead as being one God. Okay. A traditional Trinitarian view, which is what Joseph had yes. when he was writing the book. And then he adjusted his theology personally uh and the way he looked it, at the godhead there were yeah. you, you couldn't call it anything other than arguments between members of the 12 after joseph's passing on several mm-hmm. issues that are main foundational doctrines and they disagreed uh one of them that's going to come up is the adam god theory which oh, yeah. uh, Brigham Young espoused, and Orson uh, Pratt vehemently opposed it yeah. <laughs> for years. Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay, so number two, God is an exalted man. That really pisses off Christians. Yeah, I mean, it does. You know, and how did he get that way? Number three, God is a product of eternal progression. And there's so much contradiction in that idea, and I'll I'll read another statement that sums that up. Oh, this is a fun one. Hindus, there's a plurality of gods, polytheism. Now, what does that mean? Just what it says. That's what Joseph Smith taught. That there there are worlds without ends and and they all have their own gods. Yes, that's and of right. Of course, there has to be gods without end. Uh, what is what is it? plurality of gods? Because you yourself can potentially come become one. So unless yes. nobody has become one since God. Th- th- okay, you get the point. Yeah. And, so and, there'd be a plurality of gods. There, yeah, you're right. There's number five right in your face. Men may become gods. Uh, number six. All this kind of goes together. The Trinity consists of three separate gods, not taught in the Book of Mormon. Right. Okay, so we're going to shift gears here. There is no eternal hell and punishment. Now, the way she words that, I I guess what she's referring to is uh, one that's four points down, the three degrees of glory. Right. So the the church does not preach a heaven or hell uh, concept, that there's one or the other. So I think that's what she's referring to. Right. Uh, and then, boom, out of nowhere, 
DNC 93 and DNC 29, intelligences, oh, and the book of Abraham as well, uh, intelligences are eternal. And uh, that's what we were before we were spirits. And that's the next point, the pre-existence of humans as spirits. Yes. Yeah, not not taught in the Book of Mormon. Uh, <laughs> and shift gears again, marriage for eternity. Now, this is one that gets a lot of investigate, pulls a lot of people into the church. What a beautiful idea. It's not mm-hmm. until death do you part. You can be married eternally. Well, I want to tell you, we were knocking on a guy's door and you, you get, I might've shared this story, so I apologize, but we gave different door approaches as missionaries. One was the restoration approach. One was living prophets. The other one was eternal marriage. And this guy Uh answered the door and we ended up getting to the point where I said, well, wouldn't you want to be with your wife for eternity? And he looked me straight in the (laughs) face and said, hell no. (laughs) That bitch. (laughs) And I tried so hard not to lose my shit right there on the doorstep. (laughs) God, you're going to heaven for sure for being honest. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's not taught in the Bible or anywhere else. Marriage for eternity. No, no. Uh, Again, three degrees of glory. So we go off of Paul's teaching in... uh, Corinthians 15, where he mentions the uh, celestial kingdom, uh-huh. uh, and does he me- he mentions two celestial and I celestial? He, yeah, but I thought he mentioned all three. Uh, no, there's two of the three. It doesn't matter. But, oh, but whatever. Of yeah. course, things are restored, and so we're going to expand on that. No, there's three degrees of glory, and within the celestial, there's even three levels there. And their favorite quote, in my father's house are many mansions. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I could tell you what I think that means, but it doesn't mean different kingdoms. Oh, here's a fun one. Almost got kicked out of CES for this one. A mother in heaven. Oh, oh okay. yeah. She's saying that we teach that. Uh, yeah, I mean. Okay. The existence of it Just is taught. The, don't. Yeah ever speak about it anywhere anytime to anyone even though yeah we believe in it oh it's not it's not in the book of mormon so you won't be able to quote that okay we're we're (laughs) down we're getting to the end here a new testament era melchizedek priesthood which i'm sorry with the offices and functions of elder high priest 70 patriarch and apostle and also a new testament era aaronic priesthood with the offices and functions deacon Deacon, teacher, priest, bishop. Okay, and then an extension of that. The functions and offices of evangelist, bishopric, stake, presidencies, apostles, first presidency, president of the church. None of that is in traditional uh, Christianity, and none of it's in the Book of Mormon. Yeah, that's right. And th- this is the... There's a couple call-outs, right? Like there's a, the idea of a high priest. Oh, okay. So but it, but the high priest in the Book of Mormon is like uh, the equivalent of like, uh, well, yeah, like way up there. Yeah. Like at least, uh, uh, you know, the leader he's, of, he's poli- of that. He's political. It's very, yeah. very uh, political yeah. uh, 
that's the way I. But see yeah, it. not all these other, not all these other uh, calling or positions. Yeah, none of them. So the last, the, the last one, uh, the the uh, Christians love to tear us apart on this one. I can't say us anymore. I'm out. Baptism for the dead and second chance salvation. And that's just mm. the way they, they see it. They're not stupid enough to think we're actually baptizing dead people, but that we are vicariously baptized for those who have passed on with or without their permission. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they can yeah. they can accept the ordinance or not. And so Christians say, well, that just sounds like a second chance to be redeemed because they also teach, hey, you got to be baptized. Christ taught that when he walked the earth. Uh, yeah. Baptism is taught in the Book of Mormon, but baptism for the dead, no, nowhere to be. Nothing for the dead. No. Yeah, no vicarious work is is taught so in the Book of Mormon. She she adds on here, and I don't know who these gentlemen are. Authors Gruss and Thewitt <laughs> add to this mm. list requirements for LDS exaltation or entrance into the celestial kingdom that aren't commanded in the Book of Mormon: LDS baptism and confirmation. Okay, so I, I don't, yep. yeah, okay, paying of tithes, priesthood ordinances, eternal polygamy, among other doctrines. So what I wanted to go back to is all of, all of these different teachings about the Godhead, which as I continue to read in D. Michael Quinn's book, you will see how it was uh, not agreed upon among the brethren. Um. <laughs> and and yeah. changing all the time. Well, that's how it started with Joseph changing his vision, first vision, seven or eight times. So he set the precedent right there. Okay. Yeah, and and you know the confusion and the the issue with a lot of this, right? Is uh, and and it's it's very obvious with specific examples like the the nature of the Godhead or Trinity. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of that where. The Book of Mormon's already out there. It's published. It's it's circulating, and Joseph keeps changing his own thoughts on these topics, and so you know that's that's fine. Uh, he has a, a maturation or whatever word you want to use, you know, with his own beliefs of this or that. The problem is you've already published this book that's supposed to have happened anciently, and it's supposed to contain the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And now you're changing what's in that, which doesn't make a lot of anyway. Well, and back the apologists you. are all over that. They they can just twist words and make oh yeah make whatever. it seem other than what it really is. So this little section, it's only one paragraph. It's called a confusing deity. And so she goes through these things specifically and then ties them all together in this one statement. Everything about the Mormon Godhead is a confused mess. If you accept all the supposedly inspired teachings of LDS leaders, here we go. Brigham Young said that God was Adam. Adam, according to LDS theology, was Michael in the preexistence. Michael Mm -hmm. was the Godhead equivalent of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, said James Talmadge, is the comforter, and the comforter is the spirit of truth. Christ, though, is also the comforter and the spirit of truth. Finally, Christ is the God of the Old Testament. (laughs) 
Yes. Everything clear? Yeah. Any yeah. questions? Okay, I'll go. You all go home and read your scriptures. All right. right. Wow. Well, and look, the 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 traditional biblical concept of the of the Trinity is no more clear, right? So I mean, no. that's that's. She makes a great point in the confusing and and contradictory teachings, uh, uh, coming from Mormon, you know, leaders about the Godhead, but. Yeah, I mean the 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 criticism goes both ways, sure. right? The the way that the Godhead is described in the Bible is completely confusing, and um, not really. <laughs> well, yeah, part uh, part of the drama yeah. in the uh, temple endowment that was taken out, and I'm surprised it took as long as it did for them to make that adjustment, uh, is a dialogue between a preacher, and he's wearing the collar, a Catholic collar. Yep. Period. Yep. Okay. And he's having a conversation with Peter, James, and John, and they're telling him that you're actually in Satan's employ, and what you're <laughs> right. teaching is from Satan. And so he says, "Okay, uh, but now that I'm going to leave Satan, what's to become of me?" <laughs> and they say, "We will teach you." the true and everlasting gospel and so forth. Well, they yanked that out of very offensive to a recent, recently converted Catholic for one thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Just uh, a year into the church and what the hell is this? Uh, Whatever. So the, the, yeah, I think, you know, by now where Michael and I stand, we uh, do not believe in, in the Christian notion of a man in the sky, who's somehow able to watch everything that everyone does every minute, second of every day and is tallying your plus and negative points and waiting to judge you when your life is over and send you to your uh, appropriate place of whatever, wherever. I mean, uh, we will probably end up doing a podcast on it. Uh, And we don't, want to step on any toes we're not here definitely not here to tell anybody what to believe that's what we left yeah that's right why would we turn around and say well you need to think the way i think if if you <laughs> left the church and you're active christian if that's working for you great you know yep how's your yep. peace and happiness level you know if, if that good deal that's not the way michael and i went and a, that's a certain large percentage of other people that leave the church end up where we're at. Uh, what are we going to quibble over that? It just seem, no. seems like no. as long as we're making arguments against the church, it, we would not be true to ourselves if we did not continue that list with arguments against this belief, you know, in a God and in a Satan. Uh, yeah. As as we mentioned, as cop outs for uh, some kind of lame ass excuse for why everything that happens happens the way it does. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I've said enough. I, yeah. No, it's all good, bro. I obviously I completely agree, and and you know we can we can be true to ourselves and drop statements like that, which represents what we are currently you know our 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 thinking around these concepts and around religion in general 
and and uh, couple that as David just did with a statement that if you know if you've if you've left the church and you've gone to a Christian you know organization, a different church, uh, and to David's point, if that's working for you, um, that's great. You yeah. know, I mean, we would just always counsel anybody in or out of religion, the topic of religion, uh, be a truth seeker, right? Meaning. Uh, if you've been troubled by history and, and the beginnings of things in, in the Mormon church, uh, apply that same scrutiny and that same uh, study, if you will, to, to any church. And any, you know, any, to any scripture. Any belief system. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, there's a history and a, and a background to the Bible. There's, there's a history and background to the Quran. You know, there's all, all – and these things are researchable. Uh, and, you know, I think David and I would, would say you'll probably find a lot of parallels, yes. uh, a lot of potentially, you know, issues, troubling things in, in, these, in the histories of these belief systems. And we're just going to, you know, throw that out there. Whether or not um, that means anything to you in your life is obviously up to you. And again, we're not here to say, oh, you know, abandon a belief system that's working for you. Um, Hopefully all of our listeners agree that the the Mormon one doesn't work. <laughs> so uh and the history is problematic, right? So and just look uh, at the idea, yeah. at, at least consider the idea that what might be happening is what's called anthropomorphism, which is we're not made in the image of God, that God was made in the image of man. And, and that that's the tendency of, of mankind. If, if you're not comfortable going there, so be it. But it's yeah. a, a little challenge I would put out to you to consider that that might be possibly what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks, bro. Thanks, listeners. And um, that wraps up Digging for Dr. Doctrines. <laughs> Which we couldn't find. We dug for them, and they're they're not in the Book of Mormon. Well, those spirits so. moved it again. They keep moving those treasures oh, around. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's Joseph when you need him? Give me that damn seer where, stone. Where, where's Lyman? What was it? Lyman White. He's he's doing those seances. Maybe oh, or he was right. doing them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's where we missed it. I don't know. Uh, all right, man. Well. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next week. Keep it real. Love you. Bye.